and welcome to VG Empire episode 31. We are continuing the week-long, I'm going to call it Castlemania, yeah. based off the deviant art from uh, Heavy Metal Gear. Uh, deviant art is Hulk Hogan with a whip, so we're knee-deep no in Castlemania. No one ever laughed at my WrestleMania joke. WrestleMania. I wanted it to be like an RPG overworld. Mm. WrestleMania. You know, I feel like the lights in here are flickering. Is that um, for this episode? Or? Yeah, yeah. Or there's a dimmer and I decided to get... Uh, environmentally sound light bulbs <laughs> and the infrastructure here can't handle it. Uh, I'm your let's say host. Unflappable. Unflappable. Frequently flapped host, Brett Helston. <laughs> Are you flap flapping word. your flap bat wings? Uh, yes, thank you, g guest Henry Gilbert. Uh, hi. <laughs> and across from me is Goofball2000. Hi. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is <laughs> Captain, Captain Goofhard reporting for duty. The uh, noise, the noise bringing us in is uh, this the prologue to Super Castlevania Four, which um, the last episode was Castlevania on the NES, the eight bit days. So we did some Game Boy, some NES, and now we're moving into the this weird t window of time where Castlevania, this like a five or six year window where Castlevania like stayed the same, changed, and then like disappeared and came back like all in this like all in this like five year period and was never really the same any of these times. And it's a really strange time for it. But Castlevania 4 was, like, Super NES launch window and amazing game. It, yeah. like, t today, kind of, you know, you might know, like, oh, it has some slowdown. It has this... I thought it was the first, what we considered the first must-purchase game after the launch. Yeah, like, well, the Super NES launch was insane. Yeah. Like, uh, I, oh, don't, yeah. I don't know if we ever did that article at our other job, like, the best launches ever, but I... No, we did, we did. Did we? What did yeah. we decide? I don't the know. The launchiest launch games? <laughs> no, that was a article. different one I did. Uh, no, Brett did top seven best launches. Oh, I did do that. Dreamcast was number one, I think. But I, I had a lot. I bet SNES was too. I, it had like his yeah. The, the first the the day one was like Pilot Wings, F Zero, Super Mario World, Super R Type, Axe Razor, Bill and Beer Combat Basketball. Combat Basketball. <laughs> Come on, man. Um, Get Final, out of uh, Final Fantasy Two. <laughs> That's right. That and, was a launch. Game. And then like within not long, it's like oh, and here's you know Super Castlevania Four, and here's a bunch of other stuff. It was nuts. It was just insane. Where it was like mm. I want every game. And w normally there's a launch, and you're like I only want two games at mm. most. I'm gonna struggle to justify my purchase. At best, I want. Two games. Yeah, the and promise of Faceball 2000. That's game. Well, it came out eventually. <laughs> what yeah. a strange, but though, yeah. it's a strange naming convention that it's both mm -hmm. Castlevania 4 and Super Castlevania. Like, yeah, you could choose one or the other. Buying three previous Super Castlevanias. Yeah, it's strange. The whole Super thing, the new naming convention that would then be carried over to the Blank 64 and Blank DS and mm. Blank Wii or whatever. Sorry to harp on that nonsense, but the, the logo in Japan is covered in blood mm. and drips uh, dramatically and then they just totally removed any kind yeah. of blood. And there was still a time when games are getting censored for our sanity here in the US. <laughs> Otherwise, I might have murdered someone. Yeah. And thank, thank you also for making the games easier because my well, child brain <laughs> could not have figured this out. At the time, Nintendo was uh, like when... Mortal Kombat 1 was scaring politicians all over the place. This is even Nin before that. Well, okay, but I'm just saying, back at during around that time, Mortal Kombat One came out, and Nintendo, like very famously, just threw right. its competitors under the bus. And when they went to Congress, they're like, "Well, we're we make clean games. Yeah, we make we're clean. we're not we're yeah. not evil child molesters." Right. Well documented stories of Nintendo of those days. Uh, mm -hmm. Mortal Kombat Two was actually the you know wake up call for that. It was like the first game where they're like, "Actually, fine." Well, just the SRB was formed <laughs> yeah. immediately after. MKA2 for Super NES did not have an ESRB logo on it, but 
It was like just before the ESRB was formed. And I believe Donkey Kong Country released like just weeks after that is the first Super NES game with an ESRB logo. Yeah, I they, believe that's how that went. They down. finally. So AO, what? AO rating? I no. can't remember. And by uh, that point, knows? Nintendo was playing it loud. Playing it loud, mm-hmm. big time. But anyway, Castlevania 4 does have some blood that was censored, but other things like a topless Medusa is still in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that man, that I, I do. Yes, I was excited about the Super Nintendo. It was new. It was it lived up to its promise, but none of that compared to the revolving level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that you get to hear like, oh my god, the yeah. background is swirling. Yeah, so there was a bunch of like that's no, that's the bit same. with this. This game basically retells the story of Castlevania One. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Simon Belmont again. So the last game you played is Trevor. You played as Christopher in the Game Boy ones, but now you're back as Simon. But it's just retelling Castlevania One. But with all these crazy bells and whistles and these new graphic effects, Simon is this huge sprite. So like yeah. it changes the, the, the physics of the game and the way it works. And you can change his direction in the air. And the, you can whip in eight directions mm-hmm. now. You can whip and hold the button down and it dangles. And you can just like flop it around. A definitive whip texture. Yeah. And it just and the bosses are huge. And like almost every level does some creative trick to use the hardware. Yeah. And it gets, it's borderline gimmicky. But uh, but uh, it was a launch window game. But it was happens. a launch window game, and it felt it, it was the kind of game that when you played it, you're like, "This is new. Like this can't be done." And you mentioned in the previous episode Belmont walking up to the castle in the beginning, in the yeah. opening, and the way that happens here, yeah, is absolutely gorgeous. I tried to say without cursing. Um, thank you. I saw you start. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, soundtrack uh, soundtrack is equally excellent. Uh, put the Super NES sound chip to. Excellent use, and right out of the gate. So it was another case of, like, I already knew I liked Castlevania games and Castlevania music. And then Mm. seeing this game, which was bigger sprites, cool levels, and music that was just as good, Mm. was amazing. Um, Masanori Adachi and Taro Kudo, who worked on Axelay, who was was in uh, episode 29 of the Super NES Shooters. Axelay, Axelay, however you want to say it. And was also one of the designers on Superstar Saga many years later. One of my favorite little details about Castlevania 4, though, is the ability to moonwalk up the stairs. Because if you jump and hold the different di- hold a different direction and like diagonal backwards, you will actually uh-huh. moonwalk up the stairs. So I, about that. I cannot, I can't not moonwalk up every stair in the game. Um, anyway, but like we mentioned in the previous episode, uh, Castlevania will often reference itself. You'll hear you know songs like "Bloody Tears" or "Vampire Killer" recur. Because they're iconic songs for the series. Like, everyone who's played a Castlevania game, you hear it and you go, Oh, right, that's... Uh, yeah, I get it. I remember that song. I've heard that before. Um, maybe not so much now. Anyone, like, under 20, it may not... It may be less and less relevant. So hopefully these episodes that I'm doing all <laughs> month will be- make you go, I need to be playing this entire franchise. Um, Ooh, good luck with that. Yeah. Castlevania 4 is on the virtual console. It was one of the oh. first games out, I believe, for it. And I, I bought it immediately. It remains one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, I really love it a lot, but even though there is, even though there are some callbacks uh, in Castlevania Four, there's a lot of good new music, and it's just really pushing the envelope with not just melodic stuff like the first song we'll do, uh, Simon's theme, which is really good, and another great Castlevania style. Like, here's a thing you'll hum and you'll know it when you hear it, but also like just atmospheric. Like, I'm in a cave. This music sounds like it should be in a cave. It's got this moody echo. It the enemies fit. Everything, when I look at the screen, it's an audiovisual experience that was not possible on the consoles before. So it all kind of gelled together with this game for me, and I was really blown away. Um, yeah, so let's do uh, Simon's theme, Forest of Monsters, The Cellar, 
And then the song The Submerged City, which is notable because it actually has the closest thing you get to jazz, like improv. Like it sounds like a jazz flute. <laughs> Like a dude just it's going at flute. it, and but what's it's weird. Like the song's like four minutes, and it really does feel like there's like the composer was not having this pre-programmed song. Like they were just like, I'm just gonna wing it with this one instrument, Ooh. and it just has that feeling to it, which is a very rich and interesting uh, song to hear. So we'll do those four for Castlevania four, and return.
this is you'll you'll be the only person who might get this, but that really sounds like the soundtrack to Godzilla vs. Megalon. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah. And Maybe that's their That's a really eclectic collection of songs. I, no, it's all over the place. I don't know what it is about the percussion, but I can't separate the drums from Donkey Kong Country. I just mm. I hear for lack of a better word, Donkey Kongas. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that sounds like your hand slapping something really hard. Yeah, well, like the the the, the samples are just way more. Ow! Yeah. Did I pick up? Yes. Is it worth it? No. Ow. Well, maybe. Maybe somebody laughs. Maybe if you try it again, right. two or three more times. Ow. Why would you keep doing that? I didn't pick up on my. I'm just trying. I to did. I see a line. So purpose. All right. <laughs> anyway. I just want to see how long I can pretend like it. Um, I live to please. But one of the things that those songs really mean to me is uh, the bass line like that I think would define a lot of Super NES songs like I just love most Super NES songs are very good about you know approximating a bass guitar or at least a bass line and NES had it too there's definitely and you know Genesis many other it's not a hard thing to do for games but uh-huh. I feel like Super NES was particularly good at it um, so yes, Castlevania Four, mm-hmm. and that's like again, that's just, that's a game where I would want to play the entire soundtrack because those are I, I intentionally picked like four very different sounding songs. Um, because I, yeah, I know a clue. It went so all over the place, like because I, I, I had always heard that uh, Super Castlevania Four was like a extra tradi- traditional Castlevania. Mm-hmm. Definitely, it, it like didn't have any of the. Uh, there's some like cool hidden. It does have like a swinging mechanic though, doesn't oh, it? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, there's certain things you can swing from. But I mean, like I said before, like there's the eight way, eight way swinging. There's um, the ability to uh, control your jump when you couldn't really do that before. I mean, there's there's stuff in it that's new and fresh, and it feels like a bigger, cleaner game mm-hmm. in a way. But also, it's not open like Castlevania Two. It doesn't have the degree of like branching paths and secrets of Castlevania Three. Doesn't have the multiple characters of Castlevania Three. It's it really is a retelling of Castlevania One with more levels hmm. and kind of exaggerates certain areas of it. Um, but yeah, like a lot of different bosses and a lot of just cool visual effects, uh, super cool. Um, but then, short not long after that, um, we got Castlevania Bloodlines, which is the first and only Genesis game. Oh, yeah, I always forget about that one. That's I don't the think I've ever played it. That's the Wily Wars of the series, mm-hmm. right? Well, Wily Wars is you know a compilation, whereas yeah. Bloodlines is it's a whole new game that's actually really strange. Uh, for one, it's like really violent, like it's bloody. Like when you hit zombies, they actually like break in half and bleed, and it's not like censored at all in the U.S. It's doing it's, what Nintendo don't. It, it was. It was very much in that time period. Is when the Genesis had the. Well, it was after that, but when the Genesis had the red bar on the side and mm-hmm. not the grid graph paper thing. So uh, I was very much. I don't know why I didn't play it right away. I did end up playing it, but uh, it was. It's. It's cool. Like it's actually a good game, but it's like. It's not as free as four, so you can't like. I don't think you can do eight directions, but there's two playable characters. There's John Morris, who is supposed to be the son of Quincy. Jones. Jones. Morris from <laughs> the actual this game for some reason tried to actually tie the game canon into the Bram Stoker novel. Oh. What? And that it's makes like, it even more complicated. Yeah, well that's the thing, is up to this point the timeline is pretty straightforward. It's like, okay, Simon Belmont one and two, one leads directly into two, three just takes place before one, the Game Boy ones are some other Belmont. Okay. 
these all kind of happen 100 years plus or minus either way whatever and then this is like well actually in the 18 in the 1800s we had quincy morris and whatever and i don't know but then john morris you're not a belmont it's like you can trace the line or something but you do have the whip and you have eric lacard i assume i'm saying that correctly because it looks all french uh, like, uh, Did they just uh, mistranslate Alucard? Or? No, he's he's got like a spear, and he actually plays pretty differently. So as a playable character, but yeah, this whole thing of them trying to like tie the novel in because the novel makes mention of like, but but yeah, the American trans people, the American translation then like gets things wrong. So there's a lot of like open contradictions. Like we're gonna start tying it into the books and then contradict themselves in the translation and in the manual. And it's like you're referencing characters that the book says couldn't have done that, or and it's like you have like a finite amount of words in a book, and you didn't do it right. And but at the end of the day, the game is actually I think is actually pretty fun and does have some good music and is notable because composer is Michiru Yamane. Oh, Yamane, Yamane, North Carolina Miami's mm, one and the same, one and the same. No, who had a uh, a female composer notable because there are so few. Mm. Um, and is awesome. Is like, and thanks to she worked on Symphony of the Night to be no. <laughs> to, for one of many. Uh, she became like a de facto kind of Castlevania person for a while, and is just phenomenal at it. And like Symphony of the Night, which has a soundtrack, which we'll get into a little later in this episode, but is like it's it's incredible. And Bloodlines was, I believe, her first crack at this franchise, and she, you know, in interviews is like, you know, it felt it felt, you know little anxiety because this franchise even already at this point was known for its music and like now they want me to do it and she contributed new stuff that's like the songs i'm going to play are really good and uh two of them are uh well the, play two of these reincarnated soul and my favorite from the game is sinking old sanctuary which is a song that would actually come back in other games in the series but uh they're both really cool i remember just in general when this came out that i was having trouble accepting Jesus. The idea, <laughs> the idea of playing a Nintendo series on the Genesis. Yeah, like, I liked playing it's games that were or series that were original to the Genesis. But if it was a Nintendo game, it almost felt like cheating. Or it uh, did have a weird. Yeah. Well, this was this was at a time when, I mean, like people will like you know laugh or get mad at however you want to do it. But the console <laughs> wars now with like Xbox and PS fanboys like in forums on IGN or wherever they are arguing about which system's better or whatever and it's you're like both silly. It's like it's silly and it's a it's it's unnecessary, but I know you're gonna do it, so go whatever. But you'll all look back and be like, yeah, I don't know why I cared about that that much. Why, 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 why would you games. I understand why you would care about it and I do see why people get protective, but yeah, I have more regret not playing everything. Yeah, it's like you're gonna defend you're gonna rationalize why a franchise sucks and then realize I well, probably, do, I probably should have played a, Uncharted too. You do huh? it as a kid because well, I mean, now my disposable income can go towards all the games I want. Are you yeah, falling yeah, asleep yeah. at the mic, Henry? I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Forgot what I was saying. Yes, you just didn't have the disposable income. So like, I had a Nintendo, and it's like that's my invet, that's my car right. for three years. Yeah, it, well, you got to go to bat for it. Anyway. You got to go to bat for it. That's always how it's been. It's just weird. As you get older, you get lucky. Yeah. Uh, if you're lucky, you have enough money to buy now in, more than once. Now but I know I won't get married or travel right. to Tahiti. I'm just going <laughs> to buy all the consoles. But the difference, the difference back then was it was Super NES versus Genesis, and it was in your face and personal like mm. you would go to school and you would yeah. argue about this and it wasn't in a form because any didn't I think it's still the same way because I they bet, didn't exist I bet it still happens in schoolyards I, it might but like 
There well, was no other place to do this. Mm, you could only yeah. do it in person. You well, couldn't like write true. letters to each other and be <laughs> and like, "Your super NES sucks." Well, Return the, address. The ads encouraged it. Yeah, like, they were like <laughs> totally going for it. Like to think these people. days of any like, I guess the Kevin Butler ads sort of do it sometimes, but but like, it's super subtle. Yeah, it's super subtle. Three Microsoft would never do it. They would just say, "Hey, we, our version of this game has exclusive DLC." Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. all they'd say. They wouldn't say, "This sucks on the PS3." Yeah, whereas Genesis does what Nintendo was like, well, mm-hmm. yep. And the then, only time uh, Nintendo fought back was that Star Fox. Why go to the next level when you can go light years beyond? Well, no, like that that, that that whole video is like Nintendo making fun of Sony and Sega as cast, like they cast a two like guys to play idiots. Oh, you think of the Royal the Rumble Pack video? Yeah, yeah shirts no. that don't fit, and they're like, Nintendo they, did it. Were they kidnapped the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also the remember gamer. Sega had Sega had that classic Sega. commercial of the of the old lady going like, "Why can't Sonic be a nice, nice. young man?" Yeah. No, they were like they were at each other's throats, and as a thirteen, like a twelve to fifteen year old, you're like, "Yeah, why can't he?" Sonic <laughs> is also really good, but ah, I'm angry. Jeez. Definitely out of line. Because so Castlevania was one of those most exactly. of the, most series stayed true to Nintendo and didn't go to the Genesis mostly because the Mega Drive wasn't that big in Japan, right? And then uh, you get Bloodlines, which was mm. like really strange, and it fit the Genesis. It was a little grittier, it was a little bloodier, and mm. it was like this makes sense. I get it. And it's there's not Belmonts in it, so I'm like, as a fan, I was like, okay, this is kind of some weird thing. But the music, let's just get into these songs. Reincarnated mm-hmm. Soul. Sinking Old Sanctuary, both of them really good, um, and we'll do these really quick.
this song plays like in this really cool level where this water is rising, raising and lowering, mm-hmm. and it's reflecting everything above you. But if you touch it, you die immediately. But it's like that that reflection effect was not common in the Genesis. So like that music with this level, where like anything you touch below a certain level is instant death. It's just a really cool area. I like that opening sound. It just sounded like Simon <laughs> Belmont hit light speed. <laughs> I was waiting for more of uh, of the Genesis sound yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. It really. I have to give credit to the Castlevania songwriter, uh, the composer, that they were able to yep. not use as many of the kind of tinny like yeah, yeah. Meow, to, meow, not to try, they, but yeah. that's that's the genesis. <laughs> those, those those that's those composers' fault for constantly trying to approximate an electric guitar. Yeah, it's the best. And, and since Castlevania wasn't move. doing that, you can actually. Which is funny because they were doing these things freely. that could easily be guitar solos yeah, 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 on, yeah. especially on the NES. And yeah, now but, when they've got the electric guitar sound, they're they're kind of yeah. moving away from it. Yeah, and Bloodlines has has a lot of good stuff, but there's there's some retreads from other games, oh, and yeah. then uh, those songs. Reincarnated Soul. I was trying to figure out if that was born here, and mm. I think it is. But I it, it's so that's the problem is these songs are so familiar to me, and they recur <laughs> in so many games. I'm like. What's the first game with this? And like, I can't even. I think this is it, but I don't know, whatever. Um, Bloodlines. <laughs> uh, that brings us to the next one. Uh, well, I think actually chronologically, uh, gonna work. What would be next? Chrono- well, chronologically, uh, actually in Japan, which we did not get, Rondo of Blood, which uh, is a first for many things. I, what's a rondo? Uh, I'm going to guess a musical term. Oh, this is the first musical yes. term game. This was eventually re-released in America, right? Uh, it PSP? was. So Rondo Blood is an interesting duck. Mm-hmm. Is that a, an interesting moose? Is an odd duck. An odd wolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Rondo Blood, Castlevania Rondo Blood, kicks off that naming convention, mm-hmm. uh, introduces Richter Belmont, um, and is actually chronologically the most recent as, as at this point in the in the in the series. So wow. we had this is after Simon, this is after Trevor, Christopher. So it's like okay, we're moving ahead a bit. Um, Richter has goes off to find what his wife or his girlfriend, the net, whatever it is. The reason for any of these motivations is just go to the castle and hit things with your whip. Um, but he goes <laughs> goes to the castle, and again, you know, people are trying to resurrect Dracula. As usual. As usual. They don't seem to learn that, that, that Belmont... will stick one of these times. One of these times it's going to work. Uh, but, yeah, he goes off to uh, find his Annette. Um, but it added, like... This was in Japan. So it was on the Turbo Duo, PC Engine. And mm, a- added voice acting, added, like, red, you know, red book audio music. So instead of being, like, cartridge-type music that we've heard up to now... It's very much that Sega CD, PS1, like, we're going to keep making game music style stuff, but with, like... Bigger groups of people. Some kind of actual, like, synthesizers and things going on like that. And, like, you know, I think the episode four where we talk about Jumping Flash and Toshinden and things like that. There's just a sound to, like, 93... Well, anywhere there was a CD system up until, like, 96 is when they actually started to get past this... This sound, but uh, this is a, probably one of the very first games that ever had that, what I would call from that era, that kind of noise. But uh, Keizo Nakamura and uh, Tomoko Sano, Miki, ugh, Mikio Saito, composers on Rondo Blood. But So Rondo Blood, yeah, PC Engine did not come out over here. Super expensive if you ever try to import it or buy it legit. For the longest time, it was one of those like $500 yeah. games. Yeah, it's one of those like you'll never get it. It's, you know, Radiant Silver Gun style thing or whatever. But... uh. It was 
more or less another linear game. It was level, 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 but it had a couple of like a couple of moments where you could branch out, but also you could you'd find this girl Maria who would come back in a Symphony of the Night, and you could actually play as her as a play extra playable character. So that was another like addition, um, kind of a callback to Castlevania Three, I guess, a little bit, but. Did come out in the U.S. eventually on Super NES years later called Castlevania Dracula X. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a borked version that took a <laughs> no. bunch of features out. And the music is the same, but it's now on the Super NES sound chip. And it's another one of those contentious things. Like, it sounds like crap. It's like, incorrect. <laughs> like, it says it, you? <laughs> yeah, it says okay. me. Like, okay. it's like, no, okay. it's just because the thing you want to be super otaku weirdo about and say the other one is garbage is like... No, it's not. Like, just, well, it's always in the opinion. Like, what came to Japan first? Yeah, it's like best. this is the real one. Yeah. It's like it. It is, but like Konami also made this game. It's not some weird fan thing that got put out, and you're like, I don't like that one. So uh, they're both fine. But I'll play your precious Rondo of Blood version, Thank you. <laughs> even though I like the Dracula. Because again, in the '90s, like I never heard the Japanese one. I didn't hear it till the internet decided to come to my house and. Fourteen four modem and let me know that that existed over hours of downloading uh, a one meg sound thirty second sample, and I was like, yeah, this sounds like the song I already liked. It's just a little higher quality or whatever. But it's like that's still Vampire Killer because Dracula X repeats a lot of songs, a lot oh, of songs. Uh, but we'll do uh, Bloodlines, which is one of the new ones. Confusing because it is not related to Castlevania Bloodlines. Uh, I'm trying to make this as confusing as possible. <laughs> and uh, Cross of Fear. Cross a fear. And cross O fear? Cross A fear. Uh, okay. And we'll do those and be back.
love a digital sax. Yeah, digital sax. I, I love it. I love digital sax. It, sound, it, it sounds like a long-lost intro theme to a Final Fight or Street Fighter Alpha game. I just, I'm, <laughs> I'm seeing the slow wipes of characters coming into the screen. It's slightly un-Castlevania. It feels more like uh, Final Fight to me, or just the brawlers in general will be like, it's the hot city. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're going to fight a guy named Abigail. It's a city where every barrel is on fire and every meat is on a on a plate. On a stick. On a plate on a street. On a street. Just pick yeah. it up and eat it. I forgot to say during the uh, during the NES episode, but Castlevania is one of those series I've really have connected with a pizza parlor because it was on the uh, the Play Choice Ten. Yeah, it was on a Play Choice Ten huh. in my huh. in my store or at my local Mazio's Pizza in Arkansas where I first played it and. Uh, I think that I enjoyed it so much, it's why I, uh, or me or my brother asked for it for Christmas or birthday, and my mom finally got it. Do you remember us. the time limit on your play choice? Um, usually it was like about what, five, five it was That's the discretion of whoever had the machine, I thought. Huh. Well, I remember... I know only... our, bowl, our bowling alley on certain days would like just flip it like, here, kids, yeah. come on the in. The only limit I remember was on RBI Baseball was three innings. <laughs> Jeez. And if you wanted to finish your game, you basically had to I, play it three times to uh, finish your I game. I call the v- VG Empire an RBI baseball, by the way. Go for that it. That game rules. If you can find more than two RBI songs baseball. from a baseball One game. One and three. The open, the national anthem. Uh, <laughs> this is somewhat related to Konami, but while I was in Japan recently, I went to the mm-hmm. Konami Style Store. What? And uh, unfortunately, there were no Castlevania things there. It was almost all like... Poppin' music and uh, I found and Suikoden anime Konami Style Store. I've I've visited the Konami offices while I was there. Um, anyway, what's uh, the Style Store? It's just it's it's just a store selling Konami goods, oh, like okay. with, with the character goods on it. In the offices, and it was uh, in the station below their office. Uh, and sustain itself? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> but uh, while I was there, they had like one of the craziest things. They had like uh, a ninety or nine thousand yen um, uh, iPhone case of Zone of Enders, which was oh nice. Nuts. But uh, but there wasn't any Castlevania stuff there. Well, they it's were, weird. Is uh, there yeah, was uh, the RBI Baseball series what? that Konami does? The one that grew out of RBI Baseball, the I forget the name of the series, but it's the same. Is it called Bases Squish Road? Dude, no, it's right, the same yeah, Squish yeah. Dude characters. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, the oh the R. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know the one. Yeah, I'm I do about. know what you're talking about. Um, I found one Castlevania thing that I bought for a friend and then left it when we ate noodles Aww. on the counter. It was a keychain of the Holy Water from Eight Bit Holy Waters uh, from Castlevania, oh, and it's gone forever. Actually, somebody in that bar got it, so whatever. Hope they enjoyed um, it. Castlevania One. I just when you said like asking for it for Christmas, it reminded me of how when I actually got Castlevania One because I didn't get it right away. I think Three is the first one I actually got uh, when it yeah. came out because I either borrowed or rented the others mm-hmm. or played them at a friend's house. When I finally got Castlevania One, I bought it with birthday money. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna guess in 1990, and I was habitually grounded as a kid because I was hyperactive as all hell and I was just totally nuts and then on Ritalin and whatever. Uh, and that story's been well told before, but like I remember getting birthday money and being really happy and went to go spend it, and I found at KB Toys, Castlevania 1, and it was like $25. At a time when NES games, I don't remember them really being marked down. It just nah. seemed like everything was $50. Yeah, I think I also got it when it was like a greatest, well, not greatest hits, but hits, old yeah. enough, like an older title, yeah. like after... At least two had come out at that point. Uh, they, yeah, they were all out by this time. Like one, two, and three were all out, and I managed to find it. 
at this KB, and I was like, yes, I'm going to buy Castlevania 1 and finally have it. And I was grounded the next day because it was parent-teacher conferences Aww. because they would always have them, like, on November 11th, Veterans Day, parent-teacher conferences, come on in. And then, Brett, you, are, you will be grounded the day after your birthday for the next week. <laughs> you will not be able to play or use anything that you got. And that... Uh, As like five birthdays in a row, like uh, many, many in a row. Um, but I wanted to, want to do a quick comparison. So that you heard the uh, the bloodlines that we just heard. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That was from Dracula X, which I think was this guy, right? So we did this. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's what we just heard. Reuse throws a fireball. <laughs> Here's the Super NES one. Why does this one sound richer? Okay, since I didn't have the other system, this sounds more awesome. This That's, sounds I love this one. I kind of like this one better, too, but I, I think it also is a familiarity of the yes. SNES notes, yeah. while the, turb- no, the, the PC, PC engine, engine doesn't sound... It doesn't uh, give us any warm emotion. Yeah, I just love that guitar in the beginning, man. That sound. No, the guitar. Yeah, that guitar is much better on this version. Woo! I can hear him plucking that guitar. I can't wait to get in this song. I can't wait. Uh, yes, it, right, it's, it should go in the background of two 70s cops running away from an explosion. <laughs> well, kind of, it kind of reminds me of Bar- Stevie Nicks' Barracuda. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, uh, why don't we do that in karaoke? That would embarrass uh, oh, everybody. I done, oh, that would have been good. Yeah, that would have been good. I wish Erasure was on there. God. Which song? A uh, little respect. I tried to discover. I am the, another one of the adult swim games. A little something. That's a good song. But it's oh, not their my biggest hits. I okay. This might sound scrubby of me and has no place in the Castlevania podcast. We sang Scrubs and it was awesome. By the way, <laughs> I was. Hmm, I really don't like Scrubs. I thought I didn't either. No, I mean I don't want any. Well, yeah. Um... <laughs> What's wrong to say during the Castlevania podcast? That you mentioned the play choice machine, and I thought a couple years ago, I want, I kind of want one or two arcade machines throughout my entire life mm-hmm. for, to, to stay with me that I can fix up. Is it worth getting a play choice? And I guess I'm sort of asking is like, is it a, like a jukebox of NES games, or is there like a stable ROM containing mm. all of these games? I, I think, honestly, from what I've seen of people who own arcade machines, they are a painful burden, and you should just get a maim and be done with it. You don't want to. But it's not about I can play all these games anytime I want now. It's yeah, more, it's I mean, more yeah, matter. Well, some of them were a versus system, and the games were slightly different. Yeah, like, they were slightly different. So, uh, yeah, but not play choice. Not they, the play choice ten. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was not, that was literally yeah. what anybody. Well, you're right. That actually the bowling alley would switch those out. So it's yeah. probably just a cartridge system. Probably. Boo. Uh, so that brings us to Symphony of the Night, which never heard. Uh, yeah is a, a direct sequel to Rondo of Blood, which, mm-hmm. again, we did not get. So that means, if you look at the Castlevania timeline in the U.S., it's like it went four bloodlines, a big fart noise, <laughs> and then in 1997, we get Symphony of the Night, a, many years later. So, like, there, well, let me think, Castlevania Legends was in there for Game Boy, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of a big dead zone, right? Yeah. And well, and, well we, got, we got Dracula X, but it was like, a pretty late to the game Super NES port, so and and it was known to be not as good. Did the N sixty four Castlevania come before Symphony of Night? Or no, was it was after. Oh, okay, uh, that was ninety February ninety nine in the US, I believe. I think uh, I think Castlevania or Symphony of the Night was just lucky to 
come out at all because it was it was very lucky Sony to didn't want to have any 2D games uh, they they didn't want 2D games on their system because they wanted polygons to show off how advanced they were. Yeah, they wanted to get away from all the 2D games that had come before. Everything was 2D sprites. and they There were weren't... a ton of 2D Japanese games that didn't come to America. Yeah, and the fact that Symphony of the Night happened at all is a small miracle. Um, because, yeah, they were just adamant. They were like, you need to prove why this would come. You know, mm-hmm. This is not a high-tech game. This is You're still thinking 16-bit. Um, what it turns out is it's a beautifully animated, brilliantly scored pure like amazing game like everything about it is fantastic and yeah, uh, one of the best of its generation yeah and it, and it's like wonderfully designed wonderfully played paced i don't know yeah and this is actually where the metroidvania thing actually really begins now mm. like i said in the last episode castlevania 2 simon's quest starts it but it's kind of a false start or a very so con- if, very confusing well, this one starts the map and then it becomes well, it's when very you clear. see if you're looking for the missing link between yeah. the nes castlevanias yeah. and Current Castlevania. It's Simon's Quest. Then current. But this one, Symphony of the Night's like, yeah, let's just straight up take Super Metroid map and make this way easier. Yeah. And you get this. And also, instead of playing as anyone from a vampire killer, you're playing Alucard. You're playing Dracula's son, who's actually woken from his slumber, like, you know, the self-imposed sleep that he goes into, because Richter has now disappeared, Mm -hmm. who was the hero of the previous previous, previous game. (laughs) And, uh... So that was already kind of cool. It's like, wow, I'm playing. And my my in, my initial instinct was, I don't even play as a Belmont. Why would I want to play this? Or they game? like trick you. You do play as a Belmont. Yeah, in the beginning, at the very start, and they're like, nah, you're you're this waif. You're this white haired waif. Yeah, but <laughs> you're not a big burly man. Like that's also, it's the start of a weird divide where that I think they played up a bit too much in Castlevania Judgment and other later ones, which is like... Die, monster. You don't belong in this world. Yes. Oh, here we go. Is that the bell? It's not by my hand that I'm once again given flesh. I was called here by humans who wish to pay me tribute. Tribute? (laughs) You steal men's souls and make them your slaves. Perhaps the same could be said of all religions. Whoa! Big talk, Dracula. Words are as empty as your soul. Mankind ill needs a savior such as you. (laughs) What is a man? (laughs) A miserable little pile of secrets. But enough talk. (laughs) How about you? Then he turns into a gigantic pile of sprites. What secrets were we keeping from you? You're the one who's going to transform into a mutant hell beast. (laughs) Well, it's such a weird thing to say just before, like... What is that man? A miserable policy. How about you? Now we're going to fight. Now we're going like, to fight. God, like, I love I that throwing of the wine glass. Yeah, it's, it's so like, great. I thought we were going to have a talk about what a man is. And then, oh, God, what are you doing? I remember when they recreate that scene in I Want to Be the Guy. They, um, the, he, they, you come into the I Want to Be the Guy, for if you don't know. It's right, a, right. It's a downloadable. Or, uh, ultra hard. Ultra hard. Rom hardest hack. game rom hack thing ever yeah. so and you go into different scenes from video games uh, sometimes and in this one you're standing in this scene where he's talking yeah and the when it you think you're just in a cut scene yeah and when he throws the wine glass it will hit you and <laughs> kill right. you if yeah. you don't jump yep. out of the way the whole game is a guess and check non-stop like <laughs> oh this is that scene where he throws the wine glass and i died <laughs> Uh, one of my favorite one of those is when Sonic gets hit and all of his rings fly everywhere. The rings kill you. <laughs> when when everything in your core tells you, I gotta pick up those rings. I gotta pick. Damn it! 
good. There's at one point that they use E Honda's like, uh, shit. What's hundred hand slap? No, the torpedo thing. Yeah. Well, they used the E Honda's torpedo thing like actual torpedoes, and they're just flying uh, from every direction of the screen. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, Symphony of the Night. Yes. Uh, yes. But yeah, this this like. Like I said, when I first found out, like, oh, it's going to be his Alucard, like, Alucard sucks. Because mm-hmm. in Castlevania 3, he's not particularly cool. And I don't want to play that. And where's the Belmonts? And I really want to play Castlevania because it's been a while. And I didn't get it right away. But then I read reviews and, like, an EGM at the time were like, wow, I actually got pretty good reviews. It and was, then I remember it actually being difficult to swallow. Yeah. This is good reviews, but. I'm being told 3D is the way to go. Yeah, I'm being told all along that 3D is the future, man. I have a funny story about the reviews, too. Mm. Um, so a, uh, a fellow games journalist who I won't name, uh, he he told me the story of how he applied to work at Next Gen Magazine, which mm. was one the like, most high-profile, fanciest cool. one at the time in America. It's a good magazine. I know who it is. Now. And he like flies out to... No, you don't. Yes, you do. Uh, nope. He flies out here to uh, to interview for a job there, and when he's talking to them, he's like, "Yeah, I like you guys, but you guys scored Symphony and I really poorly just because it wasn't 3D." Yeah, and he took him to task for it, and he was not hired. In wow. next gen. But they gave it like th- three stars. Yeah, he was right to give them crap because yeah. they were just they didn't like it because it wasn't polygons. Right, like, it was that, a game that it was a magazine that very much favored the tech side mm-hmm. and openly so. Like they weren't like hiding it. They were like, "This looks like every game I've ever played." And it's like mm-hmm. you're missing the artistry of this. Like. You're really not seeing the forest for the trees. You're just going, that's forest. It is something... Be- I, that's a bunch of trees. I've, <laughs> I've told the story a bunch of times, so I'll make it short and sweet. Uh, somebody gave it to me, and I still have it. He's like, be very careful with this. This is Black Bar. This is well after the game came out, so right. it's greatest hits. Black Bar, meaning it's the PlayStation original. Uh-huh. It doesn't have the stupid, awful green bar. Uh, greatest hits. Yeah, uh, I hate that coloring. green bar. He's like, this is in mint condition. Please be careful with this. And I never gave it back to him. Uh, but uh, it, yeah, I... I he gave it to me on Thursday, and I started up on Friday afternoon. I had a thing to go to that night, and just just played until like four in the morning until I finished the game. Yeah, it's it, it's it was thoroughly compelling at that point. Like I I don't know, I just never experienced every every like step you take. It's so good about uh, well, it does the classic Metroid. What I think yeah. uh, Jeff Gersman or someone a giant bomb the, the abilities. abilities. Oh yeah, the old abilities where you get all your weapons taken away by the Grim Reaper. And then you just climb through this castle and find new areas and get new weapons oh, that let you access other areas. The and abilities I love it's it's that you get you start out the game showing exactly what you look like at your at your yeah the peak. height of your power yeah and then through a plot device it's all taken away from you. It's great. It's such it's a great really thing to cool. do. Well, it's a great way to like, but all these little details like mm-hmm. you get a cloak and there's that one cloak that you can change the color of. Yeah. It actually brings up a RG an RG RGB. And you can change the color. And there's that other cloak that's invisible. And you can, if you push up, he'll like pull the cloak over him. But if you do that, he actually you can see through the you can see through the sprite and see behind him. All these little things, and you get the familiars that follow you around. There's so much. Like it cannot be overstated yeah. how good this is. I haven't really even done all. Of it. Like I just love playing through it every so often because it's. Um, and it, you it, don't have to remember that much. It's so it's no, so it's great so about well like done, casually you're... walking you through this thing. There's no reason why I should remember this, but two hours from now, I'm going to remember that I walked past this, and it's going to tell me to come back here. Yeah. I don't know. It's really good about... I don't know. And I, it has strikes a, an immediate remember, uh, mem- memory for me is that it came out the same time uh, my interest in professional wrestling was blowing up. <laughs> so I remember coming home from school, 
at four o'clock playing Symphony of the Night. Snapping three hours, into a slim three, gym. slapped into a Slim Jim. Wow, slapped, slapped into, into a Slim Jim. Sorry, snapped I snapped into one or more Slim Jims, mm-hmm. a Slim James when I was feeling fancy, <laughs> and <laughs> whenever. Uh, and then I would play that until seven, watch three hours of Nitro, and then play one more hour until eleven. And like then just every day when I came home, just Symphony of the Night, Symphony of the Night, Symphony of the Night. Because what got me to actually buy it was a friend came over, and we were like, he was driving around town trying to get us all to give like five bucks to buy the game for a friend for his birthday because he was a big Castlevania fan and a big Metroid fan. And he was like, dude, we got to get him this. And I'm like, well, I don't really know if anybody wants that, do they? And he's like, dude, it's incredible. And I'm like, it can't be that good. And then went over to a friend's house, played it, and I'm like, I was wrong. <laughs> like this, That game is like a great example of, I'm a fan of something, and you changed something, and I don't like it anymore. I'm not playing it, because it's, it's, it's not what I'm used to. It's like, it's not a Belmont, and it's not a level game, and it's, it's like Castlevania 2, which is a bad one, and Alucard's a dumb hero, and I don't like his dumb hair. And then I play it, and I'm like, I need to just start playing things before I talk, because <laughs> I would have missed out on an incredible game. I think it's, An still, it's, still, it's still a tough sell because it's it's got that Matrix quality. You can't be shown. There's no screenshots or yeah. amount of talking that'll uh, convince you you need to play it. Yeah, you just I have agree. to sit down you and touch it. And, and, you, it. and it, it happens very fast, yeah. which you, I think a lot of games, especially Japanese games, take their take their time. Yeah, yep. give, it, give it like five hours. You'll see the you'll really get to you'll really uh, feel why we. Uh, <laughs> but let's do some songs. Quickly. We've been talking forever. Oh, uh, Dracula Castle, which is the opening, so good uh, when you walk in. Uh, Marble Corridor, which is just it's not it's not like one of my favorite songs, but it's the song I first remember remembering when I would like hear something and be like, wait a minute, I remember that. I remember roaming around because it's early enough in the game that you're trying to think of. What am I supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. And that music's just almost like always playing. So, Dracula Castle, Marble Corridor, Wood Carving, what is this word? Partita? A little party? I guess, sure. Ooh, a little delicious. Spanish party? Partita? Uh, which is really just another diverse piece of music that's not like any of the others and just shows the, the variety in the soundtrack. And then Crystal Drops, which is another like great subterranean, really cool piece of music. And we'll be back.
saw you laughing at the wood carving. So. Well, I, I just I thought we were gonna come right in with that, and I just it just sounded like some some villain playing the organ. I hello, so kind of you to come to my lab. Like, that's all I heard in that music. Except yeah. except that marble corridor. Yeah, like that I s- brought me back. I was barely listening to you, and it was like, <laughs> oh my god, why did that? What's happening with this song? Like, oh, it's the song I hear when I'm the most stuck. So between Henry falling asleep mm-hmm. and you not listening. No, being drunk. <laughs> oh, okay. There's a difference. We're also all jet lagged as hell. Yes. Mm. Uh, and I'm also tired, but my love of Castlevania music is keeping me going. Henry, can you pretend I'm talking about Dr. Doom? Will that help? I'm listening. Mm-hmm. So this was the first Igarashi game, right? Uh, he, I'm, uh, I'm not sure when. Well, I did a little, I did a little all right. uh, Wikipedia Goofu. research that... Uh, Apparently he got a special thanks on uh, Rondo. on Rondo, but uh, he was assistant director on Symphony of the Night Ooh. and also programmer and scenario writer. So and yeah, Igarashi would go on to like define Castlevania, and as did Symphony of the Night. Like this game mm-hmm. set the tone for six more games: That's three on GBA, three on DS. Like I really wouldn't mind another one at this point, though. It well uh, uh, for 3DS. No, I really well the order the new Lords of Shadow one is. is, it, is it I guess it's not like this though. I think it's no, more, it is a two D one, but I think it's more. It's closer to original level by level, and, and it's it's stuff. you know it's not sprites anymore. It's three D, and it's based off and the Robert Lords Carlyle. Of, I've heard mixed. Uh, yeah, I haven't got a chance to so see it yet, but it's true though. Where I'm like, I it's the kind of thing like I feel like one of those games about every five years, mm-hmm. but then I still made myself play them all as they came out because I'm such a fan. Mm-hmm. And I, I wouldn't mind waiting. It was waiting. almost overkill. It was like, six games in like from two thousand year from two thousand one to two thousand nine. I think oh. there were six games, and it's like that's still a lot. Mm-hmm. Technically, yeah. Um, maybe even to two thousand eight. Actually, it might have been two thousand eight. Portrait of Ruin. So it's excellent. Yeah, we'll get it was to that. really good. We'll get to that next episode. Ooh. Um, but we'll just really just soak in the majesty of Symphony of the Night. Like it's. It's a true classic. I can't overhype it. It's 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 like the Final Fantasy VII thing where it's, it's like cheap as balls and on every platform. Yeah, you Just can get it. Up. You can get it on PSP on the Dracula X collection, which is Rondo of Blood plus Symphony of the Night, which is an insane deal that yeah. everyone should buy. Period. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, for just a great sampling of what Castlevania is, just buy that. It's incredible. Um, you can get it on XBLA. It's a great version there with achievements, and they're really mm. good achievements. They're fun. I mean, and the straight PS1 port is on PSN yeah, as well. It's like it's readily available, and I can't recommend it. I cannot recommend it enough. It's like this and Super Metroid are like some of the most definitive like pieces of art, where so many things have to come together, like the sprite work, the animation, the level design, the music, the, the right time and the right place. The right time. Well, it's weird. It's also, the game was actually the, the wrong time, time and the yeah. wrong place. But it, despite true. that, still found this niche, and then over the years, the prolific, proliferation of the internet. Let people connect and be like, oh, I didn't play that. I should. Oh, my God, you're all right. Yeah, yeah tech- right. Box Heart is super lame, too. It's, just like, the, so it's yeah, one of the few yeah. ones not to feature a main character on the cover. Just the it's castle. Just a castle. Yep. Because, yeah, the, the Japanese art, which uh, artist is last name is Kojima. Mm-hmm. At Konami, but not, I don't think, related anyway. I don't think so. Anyway, but, like, beautiful art. It's and my, I, I'm sorry. And I'm I think doing that's your, your triple cross right now. I Kojima's my father and my son. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, no. but this is also the beginning of you know, uh, that whole look to the art, like mm-hmm. having that beautiful like gothic art. Like I think Rondo mm-hmm. and this together and when they yes, ditched this defined the character art from well when they yeah, they ditched the beefy hairy yes. guys yeah. like the, the Belmonts and replaced them with more pasty, uh, uh, pasty 
a feat, guys, yeah. like Alucard. And the... But to me, it totally works in this universe. It's yeah, the kind of yeah. thing that I'm totally on board with. Like, Sephiroth just looks like Alucard to me. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I can't remember which version of Alucard. Well, Oh, they were both 97. I think Symphony came out first, mm-hmm. but uh, very similar. Or at it least is, the Advent Children Crisis Core version of Sephiroth. She reminds me of Alucard. It is also true that he, uh, like, this would have been better on the Saturn or a better fit on the Saturn. Would have been a better fit. But it did the, eventually come to the Saturn, but it was kind of, uh, well, it it's not the better version. Yeah, we didn't get it in the U.S., yeah. but there was a Saturn version. It is a game tailor-made for the Saturn, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do a few more songs. Uh, Lost Painting, which is a super peaceful. It reminds me of coming home from high school and having this, like, <laughs> I think I hate everyone attitude, <laughs> where it's like, these dumb, dumb jocks yelling about football and then teachers who clearly gave up years ago and my town is 4,000 people. Cheerleader leader gave me a rear admiral. There's no escape. <laughs> and, no escape. Uh, but uh, Lost Painting... Awakened Soul, which is the music in the Colosseum area of the castle. Uh, one of my favorite songs from the game. Actually, would listen to this while we studied for exams in high school. Super good. Uh, we're great to like some kind of string solo. I hesitate to call it guitar. Might be an, <laughs> I, I, it's one of those instruments. Like that's not a guitar. That's a sit. It's not a sitar. Uh, and then Young Nobleman of Sadness, which is really ribbon <laughs> guitar solo. So we'll be back.
that young nobleman. I want to issue a challenge that will never be met. Um, Go for it. There was that this summer. I think we closed the laser time with it. Uh, a remix of Bob Ross. If you can put that remix of Bob Ross in with floating painting. I don't know. It works. Uh, Bob Ross describing like happy little trees and clouds. Oh, like, it yeah, would, yeah. It, only, it would completely work. Favorite line in that song? Think like water. Think like water. Think like water. Actually, if you just want to, if you just want to try, go for it right now. I believe, I believe, everything goes better when you paint. I believe, I believe it'll bring a lot of good thoughts to your heart. Build a happy little cloud. Build a happy little tree. There's no limits here. I've listened to that a lot. Apparently, holy. Yeah, I was gonna say you're uh, pulling it out of the. Sky. Uh, I won't talk about the horrible credit song to this, which is I Am the Wind. I am. Which we made fun of in a certain episode of our podcast. It's your favorite. (laughs) A very say. One of those songs in there sounded like something my dad would listen to. This sounds something like my grandparents would listen to. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Kenny G. On the Muppet Show. Ugh. Well, no, it's just this is the ending of every '90s film. Like, yeah, I know it sounds like it's it's being sung by the girl who played Ashley on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It's a lot of references. A little drunk to say Fresh Prince of Bel Air. How much alcohol? Read the alcohol percentage in this thing. Wild boar, full boar, Scotch full ale, boar. Scotch ale. It's eight percent almost. So too much. And it's a pint. so it's a yes. Listen to this. So you beat a game that's amazing, and you're like, and I'm thinking as a game music fan, I know ending songs are usually pretty good. That's when yeah. they save their best for last. And I'm like, uh, was, <laughs> what? was it something Japan thought we would like, or did they like it? I have no clue where this song came from. Because their music still sounds doubt. exactly like that. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. Uh, yeah, for some reason, I don't care, though, when it's Japanese. In fact. When it's words I can't understand. Sure. Based, based on uh, when this posts, uh, Jake's campaign in Resident Evil 6 you're in for a treat for those credits. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Just get ready. Uh, so taking, oh, us out, taking us out for this episode is... Uh, so there's this website called Dwelling of Duels. Mm-hmm. And Overclocked Remix, we all know. Mm-hmm. Or you mm-hmm. should. Or you should just close this podcast and just quit your life. Mm-hmm. Um, OCRemix.org, everybody. But what you might not know of is uh, Dwelling of Duels, which is this site that would put out a contest every month. Like, here's the contest. It's... Woods and Warriors, and we want a great, and they give a category of type of music or something. And these people just, a pool of musicians just try to make the best version, and they get, and there's winners picked. And every month there's a new challenge. And you get these incredible, like, nine-minute things of just like, I'm going to take just some musician, like, I'm going to spend all month making this nine-minute song that is a melody of everything in Woods and Warriors. Or whatever game. And every month, when you just, you just go to it once a month and be like, oh my god, that's the challenge, that's a game I know. I cannot wait to see what people do. Or some months it's a free month, but uh, I don't remember when or where I got this got this file. But and it's by a Atomic guy slash Eric dude, <laughs> which I guess is another uh, Lava Boy and Shark. Honey, you need to change your screen name. That's my impression of your mother. You have job applications out there. You cannot be Rad Dude Mc- Atomic Boy anymore. <laughs> Uh, but he did a, a great uh, requiem of the, requiem of the, requiem of the gods, Ooh. which is a Symphony of the Night song I wanted to play, but. Here's a, a remix. This is a little bit more on point. Like they he embellish they embellish a little bit on the track, but it is a little bit more you know Symphony of the Nighty 
than it is uh, as elaborate of other stuff. But Dwelling mm-hmm. of Duels is an awesome site, and I always want to try to end one of the in these shows uh, with the Castlevania stuff because there's so much great, great fan music out there. Uh, just like the win. Just like the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, jeez, <laughs> Requiem of the Gods. Uh, taking us out from Dwelling of Duels. VGEmpire.com, thank you for listening. Thank you for commenting. Thank you guys for pretending to be involved. Just say laser time yeah. to Cape Crisis. Laser time, Cape Crisis. We all we all are on our own shows. No one's no one's new to the idea at this point. I know. Henry, anything going on Crepe, Crepe Crisis, which is a great food blog you could start? Uh, well, I don't know. This is the savory episode. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have a lot of new comic book information to talk about <laughs> on the next episode. But that sounds great. You sure you want to put that kind of pressure on yourself, man? <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. See ya.